You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunking With Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the Fanside Network. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy weekend. Happy uh, Timberwolves Las Vegas Summer League game day once again. The Wolves play their second game of Vegas Summer League on Thursday. Game three is today, Friday. Um, it'll be 3 p.m. Central time here in uh, in the Central time zone. Um and, uh, yeah, the Wolves will be three out of four by the time we get to the the weekend here. Three out of four down in the preliminary round of Summer League. A reminder, this year's tournament, there is, or this year's Summer League play, I guess, there's there's a championship game after the round robin and then, I guess, some, like, consolation-type games. There will be at least one, maybe two other games added early next week. Um, so we'll talk about that when we get to next week. Today I want to mostly focus on Thursday's game, the key takeaways from Thursday and also from the first two games so far. And then on Monday we'll talk about the Friday and Sunday games and and really kind of, you know, the the again, the the four games played to that point, um, what the takeaways are, uh, you know, what, what can we take from Summer League? What is valuable um, to pull away? So that's what I want to focus on today, mostly related to the Wolves-Bulls game on Thursday, which, um, well, we'll get into this, but it was hideous basketball, um, quite frankly. So we'll talk about that here in a minute. That'll be most of the show today. Um, if you're not already following or subscribed to the podcast, you can do that anywhere you listen to podcasts. That, of course, includes Apple as well as Spotify, Google, and the all-new Odyssey app. You can also follow on Twitter at LockedOnTWolves and at BBeacon with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. Okay, um, let's go ahead and, and talk about the game. So the Wolves, Wolves-Bulls Wolves on Thursday, this was the Wolves' second Summer League game so far. They beat the uh, the Spurs on Monday with a last second or, I guess, final possession basket from Nathan Knight on an offensive rebound and putback. And then uh, the Wolves locked down the Bulls on the other, excuse me, the, the Spurs on the other end of the floor and escaped with a two-point win. In this one, it was really, really bad basketball. Uh, there's really no other way to put it. Um, this thing was the halftime score was 32 to 30. Um, now, granted, quarters are only 10 minutes in summer league, right? So they're only playing 40 total minutes. The first quarter score 15 to 14. Second score, second quarter 18 to 15. So at halftime, it's 32 30. Bulls are up. The Bulls didn't score more than 18 points in a quarter all night. They never reached 20 points in a quarter. They scored 12 points in the fourth. Um, it was just really, really bad. Uh, you want to talk shooting percentages again for the for the game as a whole? The Bulls shot twenty five percent from the field. Twenty five percent. It's like a junior high game. Fifteen percent from outside the arc. Five for thirty two. The Wolves, not a whole lot better, but at least a number that we've seen in NBA games before, right? Like twenty five percent. Without looking it up, I don't know many teams. I don't know that many teams have ever shot that poorly for an entire like regular season NBA game. The Wolves shot 38.5% from the field, so still really bad, but not nearly as bad. 5 of 22 from outside the arc. So combined, the teams made 10 threes. They were 10 of 54 from outside the arc on three-point attempts, which is, if you're scoring at home, under 20% combined. It was a brick fest. Um, the Bulls finished with only, what they finish? 50, uh, 59 points. 78 to 59 was the final score. Wolves won by 19. So, there really wasn't a game flow again in the regular season for actual real live basketball games. 
um, I'll do a game flow first part of the podcast, talk about how the game went, like, you know, crunch time, what the rotations looked like, how did the game finish up, um, possession by possession, what are, the, what are the key things that happen? Hard to do that for summer league and also in a summer league game where one team scores 59 points and it's a 19 point you know, blowout win for, for the other team. Um, so there wasn't really a game flow other than the first quarter was the ugliest quarter and it only was a little better in the second quarter and then the second half at least had the Wolves kind of dominating, uh, but it still wasn't aesthetically pleasing. It was not fun basketball to watch um, outside of two guys. And, and I want to talk about, we'll get into Jaden McDaniels more later, but Jaden McDaniels for the Wolves and Patrick Williams for the Bulls, both not so coincidentally first round picks last year. Patrick Williams, of course, the lottery pick out of Florida State who had a lot of late buzz in the draft last year. And then Jaden McDaniels, who slid, he was a lottery talent, slid all the way to the 20s to the Timberwolves, both first round picks from last year. And they were the best two players on the floor in this game. Uh, McDaniels had 16 and eight. He had shot six of 13 from the field. He had three blocks. Uh, Patrick Williams struggled a little bit more than McDaniels, um, but he had 18 and 10. But Patrick Williams shot six of 15 from the floor, had six turnovers. McDaniels, by the way, had zero turnovers. Now, Williams was handling the ball a little more in the half court for the Bulls than McDaniels was for the Wolves. Um, But... Williams is a little bit sloppy. He had a couple bad turnovers early in the game, lost his dribble a couple of times, um, just kind of, you know, bad passes from the perimeter. Uh, McDaniels was just really comfortable and confident. We'll get more into him next segment when we do studs and duds um, and key takeaways overall from the game. Um, but this thing, it started out ugly. It finished ugly. Um, we saw a lot of guys play for the Wolves who we didn't see in the first game, Colin Russo. Um, we saw uh, John Egbunu, who we didn't see, Kareem Maine. And then guys who played in the first game didn't play in this one. Kenny Wooten, Jared Brownridge. Um, so it was an interesting—the starters played really heavy minutes for the Wolves in this one. And they ended up, I think, uh, 11 guys played. But the starters actually—it was almost like a regular season game and that the starters got by far the most run in this game. Um, so I want to get into key takeaways next. But a couple of notes on the Bulls. The Bulls roster— this is crazy. The box score is just insane. They had three guys, only three players made more than one shot from the field for the Bulls. Only three players made more than one shot from the field for the Bulls. Ethan Thompson was two of 13. Jalen Adams was three of 16 and Patrick Williams was six of 15. So you combine Jalen Adams and Ethan Thompson, who were the, you know, basically the second and third most effective offensive players or, or I guess scorers even for the Bulls, they combined to shoot just five of 29 from the field, which is obviously horrible, below 20%. I mean, individually, they were both below 20%. Really, really bad. They combined to shoot two of 16 from the from beyond the arc. Um, so, And the Bulls had some names on this roster, too. They had Tyler Bay, who was a, a second-round pick. The Mavericks acquired him on draft night last year, and somebody who I really like coming out of, out of college. Amari Spellman, who was briefly—I mean, he was part of that D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Wancho Hernan Gomez press conference in February of, of 2020, just prior to the, the COVID shutdown. Omari Spellman played a couple games in the G League with the Iowa Wolves, and then the Wolves cut him loose. He didn't want to be in Minnesota. He's bounced around, you know, G League, uh, and now he's uh, with the Bulls Summer League team. Um, you know, Devon Dotson, obviously Patrick Williams. There's some names on this roster, guys that are more recognizable than some of the guys on the Wolves roster. But, man, it was an, a brutal offensive performance from, from both teams, really, but especially from Chicago. So next I want to get into studs and duds and key takeaways, probably do key takeaways first here. Um, you know, what to take directly from this game that we can apply, if anything, really. Um, before we do that, though, we got to talk about our, our brand-new friends at Sweatblock. 
Hey guys, there's a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know, when you're sweating through your shirts for no reason at all, it's embarrassing. Uh, personally, I've dealt with this a little bit. And right now, I mean, I for those of you that don't know, I live in Oklahoma City and uh, it's always hot here in the, basically like, you know, in Minnesota, you get like the, the eight month winters, basically. We basically have eight month summers in Oklahoma and sweating through my shirt is something that happens. Um, it's, it, it is, it feels like a big deal, even if it isn't. Sweat block though, is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply add it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning you wake up, wash, go about your day without worrying about sweat at all. Guaranteed. I know this sounds good, too good to be true, but I literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week, and it is spot on exactly what the doctor ordered. Quite literally, doctor created, doctor recommended, works for up to seven days per use. Dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block does not keep you dry, you get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ratio by Firefighters. So you know it's effective and can withstand the heat. It's a bestseller on Amazon now for the past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews, and of course, it's manufactured in the USA. You can wear whatever you want to wear. It can be your little secret to confidence. It's a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation, a hot date, an interview, whatever that might be, sweat block is the answer. If you or someone you love is dealing with this issue of perspiration, you have to check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code Locked on again, sweatblock.com, promo code locked on for 20% off or get it at Amazon or CVS. Again, sweatblock.com, promo code locked on for 20% off today. Let's also talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is more than half over now. NFL preseason's underway. Of course, NBA Summer League, if that's your jam in terms of in terms of betting, I guess. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including all of those sports and more. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or your mobile device. You can check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website, or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Again, that's promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about key takeaways from this game. Um, and again, summer league. Obviously, all caveats apply. There's only like you know max four guys, maybe five, I guess maximum on the Wolves roster that will see minutes for the Timberwolves next season. <laughs> hopefully. Um, so the, you know, take everything with many grains of salt. That's kind of the deal with summer league, right? Um, so here's the key takeaways. Jane McDaniels, number one, fantastic on both ends of the floor. We saw him defend last year. We saw him, um, you know, have an up and down game on Monday against the Spurs in summer league. And, and he was mostly good. There were just some, you know, overzealous moments for him, but this was his best performance. Um, you know, I would say he played better in this game than he did Monday, even if the numbers maybe weren't as impressive. I think the overall control, the confidence, the way he played defensively, he did have three blocks, but he's really good in pick and roll coverage. And he's being asked, we'll get into this here in just a minute. Um, uh, but he's being asked to do something a little different in pick and roll coverage than he did for much of last year. And he was really good defensively. Um, he continues to show that he can defend on the perimeter as well as, uh, you know, block shots in the paint. He's got the length and athleticism to recover if he gets beat to a spot, uh, if he gets beat around the corner. And offensively, again, control is probably the best way to put it. Uh, there was He only had one assist in this game, but it was early. I think it was first quarter. And he was on the you know the right wing. He was he he pulled up after a crossover and was was looked like he was going to shoot it, but instead he just whipped a one handed pass to um, I think it was it was one of the bigs. Um, it was uh, oh yeah it was the the guy I think from Kansas right John Egbanu Egbunu, um, and whipped a one handed pass to him in the paint. He got a dunk 
it was exactly the sort of thing that you want to see from Jade McDaniels if you're going to ask him to play make at all. And and again, it's it's a little weird because there's no world in which he, he's a top three usage guy for the Wolves this year, right? I, if he is, something went horribly wrong with D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and Malik Beasley are all guys who are going to get more offensive opportunities. But McDaniel still is, still needs to develop as a player. And, you know, whether that's because the Wolves need a strong starting power forward who has a skill set to be dangerous and take some pressure off of Towns in the paint, um, you'd be able to spread the floor, obviously defend, or if it's because they end up trading him in a year or two, he's just got to keep improving. And this is his opportunity to be that higher usage guy, to be the guy with the ball in his hands more often. And in this case, he found an open teammate. Now, for much of the game, I mean, that was his only assist, right? He was shot six of 13, so he wasn't shooting as frequently as he did, as we saw, especially early in the game on Monday against the Spurs. But when he had the ball in his hands, he looked confident, comfortable, under control, and was mostly making good decisions in this game. There were a couple of open jumpers you'd like to see him knock down, but he still came out of the game shooting you know, almost 50% from the field, and two of five from three is just fine. Um, so really strong summer performance for him so far. And and that, to me, is, is one of the main takeaways, is that he continues to look comfortable and like he's improving. Um, that's really important. And also the fact that he was clearly the best player on the floor, head and shoulders above everyone else, best player on the floor in this game. Um, the second thing for me is Nathan Knight. Um, he was the story of Monday's game. I think a lot of people were surprised that Nathan Knight was as good and, and you know, not just competent, actually looked like a legit rotation NBA big in Monday's game. Remember, he played in 33 games for the Atlanta Hawks last year. The Hawks went to the Eastern Conference Finals. He wasn't a rotation player for them by any means, but he played for a good team. Um, you know, he's a good player. Monday, he surprised everyone. I think he had 19-9 and nine in Monday's game. That didn't happen in this game. He finished with, uh, let me pull what he actually had. Um, it was like, ten, yeah, he had 13 and four with three assists in this game after committing seven fouls Monday. Remember, you don't, you aren't disqualified for personal fouls unless you get to, to 10 in summer league. He had seven on Monday, he had six in this game. So he's had 13 fouls in two games in roughly 50 minutes of playing time. Not great. Um, but you also wonder how much of that is the players know that that doesn't really matter. And so they're a little bit more aggressive. Um, and, you know, the, the numbers weren't as gaudy. He missed all four of his three-point attempts. He only shot the ball 10 times from the field, four of 10. Not a whole lot to write home about, but he looked like he belonged. He looked the part. He looked like a rotational big who can guard in the pick and roll, who can play multiple pick and roll coverages, who has the length and athleticism to guard multiple positions, and offensively is a really dynamic role man. And even though the numbers weren't sexy, it was an effective performance, and it made me think, yeah, he could be the fourth big on this team. You know, if somebody goes down or if McDaniels plays more three or if Wancho gets traded, Nathan Knight could be your fourth big and you'd feel really good about that. He can play rotation minutes. Um, and that that was my takeaway. It wasn't an outstanding game for him, but he looks like he belongs. He's going to play the role. He's going to fill the role that the Wolves sign him to fill. My third takeaway from this game is the defense. Now, obviously, the Bulls shot the ball terribly. This is not the 98 Bulls. This is the summer league version of the 2021-22 Bulls. So there wasn't a lot of offensive firepower, but the Wolves' defense was legitimately active. And I think there's a couple points within this. First of all, we'll talk about the players. Um, Jade McDaniels, I talked about already, very good defensively in the perimeter and in the paint. McKinley Wright had a very solid game. Wasn't as notable maybe as Monday's game. He didn't stand out as much to me, but he keyed the point of attack defense for the Wolves, which is looks fantastic. I don't want to say improved because this isn't the Wolves team we're going to see in October, November, December next year, you know, the actual Timberwolves team. But the intensity 
that the Wolves were playing with defensively. And that extends from Jade McDaniels to point of attack of defenders like McKinley Wright. Isaiah Miller didn't play as much in this game, but he was very good off the bench. Jalen Noel playing with intensity defensively, getting deflections. We saw a couple of breakaways that he initiated off deflections. He had a solid all-around game as well. Um, th- that's, that, it's been really impressive. And part of that is is players, because McKinley Wright had that reputation at University of Colorado for four years as an in-your-face, tough, hard-nosed defender um, who's going to get up on the ball and, and pressure it, fight through screens. He did exactly that. Part of it is the coaching staff. You have to credit the coaching staff, which obviously the Wolves' entire staff was involved um, You know, back during the summer league training camp in Minnesota last week, Joseph Blair, before he departed for the new job with Washington. Um, and then obviously now Nathan Hansen is the uh, is the coach currently, the summer league coach. But um, the the all-around preparation of this team and the fact that they're playing with so much energy. And you're talking about guys and, you know, it's not all hungry undrafted rookies, right? I mean, McKinley Wright is, but he's got a contract. We're talking about Jaden McDaniels, Jalen Noel, Nathan Knight, guys who were on NBA teams last year, um, right? I mean, these are guys who, it's not like this is their first taste of NBA action, so they could be too cool for school. But they're taking this seriously and they're, they're trying hard. They're playing hard defensively. Um, and, I mean... Yeah, the Bulls shot the ball terribly, but you don't hold a team to 58, 59 points by accident. Um, so that's a credit to these players, to to the players that were assembled on the roster and also how hard they're playing, the skill sets that guys like Knight and Wright and McDaniels have, the effort of a guy like Noel, obviously Isaiah Miller battling for a, a spot in the league off the bench. These guys are all playing def- defense impressively well. And then crediting the coaching staff for preparing the team, getting them to play hard um, and, and play a full 40 minutes, um, you know, and, and, and really kind of impose their will defensively on the Chicago Bulls. So those are the key takeaways. I want to close the show by talking about studs and duds from the game. Um, so I'm going to hit on that next and, uh, you know, just kind of peek ahead at what's upcoming here the next few days. Before we get to studs and duds, though, uh, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar of all time. I can guarantee you that, you, I mean, you're not going to taste a better protein bar. Um, if you aren't into protein bars, you should be, and you should be into Built Bars. If you are and you haven't tried Built Bar, you're making a big mistake. Um, they're delicious. They taste just like a candy bar. I mean, raspberry, mint brownie, cookies and cream. Um, I had a raspberry the other day. It was delicious. Cherry Barcia is one of my favorites. You can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of their nine main flavors. And don't worry, they are extremely healthy for you. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories per bar. Uh, Just depends on which flavor you pick. Only four or five grams of sugar and just four to five grams of net carbs. All flavors taste amazing, and they're all healthy for you. I eat one every single day, at least one, sometimes two, um, to help get me through the day, often on my commute on the way home when, I mean, honestly, I'd rather take a nap, but the Built Bar helps me get through it. Uh, Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which just cleaned up in Tokyo over the past, uh, you know, I guess a week ago now. Um, but you can go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, let's talk about studs and duds from Wolves Bulls on Thursday. Uh, and again, just for the Timberwolves, I'm not I'm not going to call it those poor the poor players on the Bulls that combined to shoot five of twenty nine anymore. Uh, but the Timberwolves 
studs for them. Obviously, Jaden McDaniels. I've already talked quite a bit about him here today on the show. But his line, ultimately, um, he put up, what, 15 points on 6 of 13 shooting, 2 of 5 on threes, made his only free throw attempt, 8 rebounds, 3 blocks, an assist and a steal, 0 turnovers. He did commit 5 fouls, but 0 turnovers in this game and 31 minutes for Jaden McDaniels. Fantastic performance, really encouraging for Wolves fans. I'm going to give Jalen Noel a stud. He only shot 4 of 14 from the field, which is you know under 30%. Um, but he had 14 points, made all 5 of his free throw attempts, 1 of 4 on threes. He played really well defensively. Um, I, I mentioned that last segment here, he competed. Um, he had the most minutes played on the team in this game, and he was playing all 32 of the minutes he was on the court. He was extending himself defensively, and that's really important. Um, that's the calling. It needs to be, not the calling card, but the 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 point of emphasis for him to improve. If he's going to see regular NBA minutes, he can score at all three levels. We know that about Jalen Noel. The three-point shooting numbers aren't they don't stick out what he's done in the NBA level but we know he shot the ball well in college in the G League he has range he can score in the paint um, he's a very good mid-range shooter he can operate in the pick and roll he can play make a little bit which we need to see him do it in summer league but defense is the biggest question mark and he was he was with it defensively in this game so he gets a stud um, and again also two rebounds two assists a steal and uh, generally played well a couple turnovers but uh, for the most part was a very good game for Jalen Noel the third stud for me in this game, um, it's hard, really. There wasn't a whole lot else that happened for the Wolves in this one. Um, again, a low-scoring game, you know, not a lot of great shooting. I'm going to give it to McKinley Wright. Um, Nathan Knight did have 13-4 and four, uh, with three assists, but it wasn't his, you know, it wasn't like he played on Monday. But I'll give the third star to McKinley Wright. He had seven points in this game. He had eight rebounds, three assists, and one of the things with him, and I talked about this a minute ago, is we knew he's a good defender, right? He's also a really good rebounder for his size, you know, a little over six feet tall. Um, you know, rebounding his position is super important. The Wolves across the board were a bad rebounding team the last couple of years, um, except for Carl Anthony Towns, basically, and Jared Vanderbilt. So it's really important that whoever's on the court is rebounding their position, and that matters regardless of what position you play. McKinley Wright can do that. In this game, he had eight rebounds in 28 minutes, had seven points on three of seven shooting, missed his only three-point attempts, had three assists to two turnovers, and he had one steal in this game. Um, he's going to get run at the NBA level this year. He is. As a two-way guard at the moment, he's the number two point guard on the depth chart behind D'Angelo Russell. And eventually, whether it's Jordan McLaughlin or somebody else, he'll get bumped to third. But two years ago, Jordan McLaughlin entered the year as the third point guard, and he ended up getting plenty. Actually, I think he was the fourth point guard that year. Um and he ended up in the rotation at one point. So, you know, McKinley Wright's going to get run. It's really good to see him get this opportunity, get this many minutes in summer league and, and play as well as he has. So he's the third stud of this game for me. Um, Duds, again, kind of challenging because a lot of guys didn't shoot the ball well. In fact, I'm going to cheat at my own game here and not name a dud. I mean, there were several guys. You know, Kareem Maine was one of five in, in eight minutes. Uh, you know, Isaiah Miller wasn't as good as he was Monday. Nobody really, I mean, I don't think anybody, yeah, nobody had more than two turnovers in this game. It's really hard to call anyone out as a dud in, in this particular game. So, uh, you know, I'll just say overall, the, the shooting for both teams was the most disappointing thing about this game. It made it really hard to watch. Um, it very clearly was a, you know, 1 p.m. Vegas start time. You know, the Wolves hadn't played in a couple of days. Who knows what everybody had been up to in Vegas. That's sort of a, a vibe to it. Um, so hopefully, 
everybody's a little bit more with it on Friday, playing games on back-to-back days, and uh, perhaps we'll see some better scoring. Um, you know, who knows on workload for McDaniels and Noel if those guys are going to play as much on a back-to-back on Friday or if they'll hold some of them out or what the deal is. I know occasionally that happens in summer league with guys who are on NBA deals. Um, so we'll see. But that game's Friday afternoon. On Monday show, we'll talk about Friday's game as well as Sunday's game, which is the final game of the preliminary round for the Wolves, and then they'll have at least one game early next week. Um, still nothing really new on the free agency or trade market. That's all kind of dwindled down, although trades are always a possibility throughout August. We're pretty much in blockbuster or nothing mode at this point. Um, next week, we'll move to three shows, so we'll have Monday, Wednesday, Friday shows and uh, break down the rest of the Summer League and then any additional rumors that come up. I'm looking for some good guests as well here as we get into the, the I guess, the the quietest part of the offseason over the next six weeks or so. And then, believe it or not, we're right back to training camp. Um, so we're going to get right back into things here uh, before you know it. Okay, that's all we have on the show for you today. If you're not already following or subscribed to the show, please do anywhere you listen to podcasts. Of course, that includes Apple as well as Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, the all-new Odyssey app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnTWolves and at BBeacon is my Twitter handle. That's at BBeacon, two Bs, two Es, C-K-E-N. A reminder that the Locked On Wolves podcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, the Locked On Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked on Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, a reminder, betting on sports does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.